Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Weber, and with me again is Stanford Clark. Hey, how's it going? And this podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and the main topic, discussing a TV series, film, or something else. Whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion, if it's animated, it is up for discussion for us to geek out about. Uh, So this week, we are on episode 96 of Animation Fascination. We're going to be talking about Walt Disney Animation's Strange World that just came out recently, uh, just around Thanksgiving, uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, when we're recording this, we're recording this December 6th of 2022, uh, came to, came out to not so great box office, which is, uh, a big bummer. I, and one, one of the, the, we'll get more into it, but one of the, the actors, Gabriel Union, who was one of the voices in the film, um, I saw at least like her thought on the whole thing was that a lot of people just got too used to watching stuff at home which i can kind of see that too especially with like how disney plus have been releasing some of these movies during the pandemic especially with the pixar movies um and we could we kind of saw that a little bit with like how lightyear didn't do as well as like uh past pixar films um so I'm, I'm also wondering we'll talk about it here in a little bit too with the the trailer for pixar's next movie with elemental but uh, like even on Kanto last year when that came out, it didn't do great in theaters for like the month that it that it was exclusively in theaters before it dropped on Disney Plus um, on Christmas of last year. But then it did like a like amazing on streaming, or at least according to Disney, with like because no none of them none of the streaming services ever actually release like. Right, we don't get any data. Well, yeah, like a lot of statistics based off like actual like viewership or like how they really uh, counteract or adjust all of that stuff. Or, like the same way, like with YouTube, if like if you watch a video, did the person watch all thirty minutes of it? Did they watch the first twenty seconds? Like, what's the the viewer retention on something once they start something on there, or so it'd be interesting to actually see like some of the statistics for, for any of the like streaming services for like how long someone's actually like sitting there watching the full movie or yeah. or if you can see uh like how often they fast forward to a certain part of the movie that they're playing over and over again for uh yeah. maybe some reason like if someone's just watching like the like the end battle of end game over and over again or something like that or someone just wants to watch Anakin and Obi-Wan fight each other in, in Revenge of the Sith. Something like that. Um, but I'll be... They haven't announced uh, when it's going to hit Disney+. Plus, But I almost wonder with with how it is doing in the box office currently. Um, if maybe it'll be like a surprise on Christmas. Like, here's Strange World on, on Disney Plus for Christmas. Kind of... Yeah. I I would be very surprised if it was yeah you know if it didn't debut soon you know and it probably a Christmas present yeah they I agree they did something like that with Frozen two I remember two or I think that was also kind of like a yeah like, granted Frozen two did that was before the pandemic like, uh, Frozen two made a bazillion dollars yeah. and then it's like surprise yeah, like, we, yeah. you know but so. It was fun. It was a great thing. Yeah. So I, 
I I am hoping that much like uh, Treasure Planet, that's like you know celebrating its twentieth anniversary this year, uh, and like films like that, like Atlantis, it's gonna be like the Disney animation science adventure, Jules Verne-ish type, uh, I guess low box office Disney animation trilogy <laughs> that like lives on. Uh, much past its uh, box office floppage. Yeah. Um, floppage, that's kind of a weird word, I guess. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, it works. Yeah. But I, uh, not to bury a lead, but when we do get to it, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, I even posted, I think, the other day on Twitter, like they, they had a cool, like, uh, picture uh, photo taking thing they could do at Disneyland when I went recently. The, that even had like a, yeah. a lit up uh, splat, uh, and I was just like, no. oh cool, the splat. Okay, I've got to look yeah. cl- close more closely at the picture mark. Yeah, just, That's cool. Just, and I just wrote hashtag uh, strange world appreciation post. Um, <laughs> uh, Outstanding. And uh, Darren, our, our friend Darren, had shared the shots that he did in the movie with me, and they're all uh, very funny shots that I that I remember looking back at them, um, but. Uh, enough of kind of like a tease for our Stranger World talk. Uh, we'll talk about a little bit of news and new trailers and recommendations we have. Kind of like a mini episode uh, with just br- very brief news and then more focused on the Stranger World review. Uh, but kind of like I had said uh, back when we did the reviews for uh, the Coraline and Paranorman 4K releases that are actually going to be coming out here in about a week. Uh, finally from shop factory and like uh and i had assumed and predicted that these wouldn't be too far behind are the box trolls and kubo and the two strings are also going to be following suit with that with their own uh new 4k releases and also will have uh like the beautiful art steelbooks like the illustrated covers on them as well uh and side note to this i didn't put it in like our our notes but uh Leica also just did like a team up like pairing kind of cross branding thing with uh converse uh where you like right now you can custom make like the chuck taylor all-star shoes and and the style of like Coraline, paranorman box trolls uh kubo and missing link right now too so it's kind of that's pretty cool uh, They're so cool. I will thank you for forwarding me that yeah. link a few days ago. Those look really great. Yeah, they look yeah. they look really cool. I don't unfortunately need another pair of shoes, but like if I did, like I know, right? <laughs> I'd I'd probably custom. I'd try to if I made a pair, I would try to do it so that it had like some representation from each of those movies on there. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that'd be a good call. But yeah, the the art for like the 4K releases for Box Trolls and Kubo. Um, looks just as great as the the art that's on the Paranorman and Coraline steelbooks, and yeah, it looks really good. It's again, it's all the same bonus features that came out in the Blu-rays that they released uh, uh, within the past year as well. Um, but these are going to be coming out on the last day of February, uh, February twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. Um, so look for those soon. So not not too far off. Um, and I'm pretty excited to get these. I'm hoping, like I've said too, is that I hope that Shop Factory can get 
I guess like the distribution rights to Missing Link as well. Because then it's it's going to be like how The Wind Rises was in my collection for a while, where after uh, G Kids had gotten the the rights to the Studio Ghibli films, um, like all of them were like that that certain spine like kind of art. And then I still had the the Disney release of The Wind Rises there with like the blue and gold spine. Just it was like I could always find The Wind Rises in my Studio Ghibli collection because it was like, oh it's that one the one that doesn't look like any of the other <laughs> the one of them yeah that's completely different yeah so when that when the g kids finally got the distribution of that one too it was nice to have them all uniform and looking like that so i'm hoping that shop factory um is working on like a deal uh with i believe i believe missing link was fox so which is yeah. which is now yeah which is now disney some i don't know disney maybe that's That'll be its own kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I wonder how they're gonna work out some of the, you know some of that. Yeah, because I w- I would love to have a, a 4K of Missing Link. Well, I right now I did I do have a 4K digital copy of Missing Link because I don't remember when it was, but they had some deal within the past two years or so where like the digital copy was in 4K. So I was like, oh, at least I have it. At least I'll have it digitally in 4K. Nice. So okay. At least that way you can get it that way for now. Um, but yeah, are you excited to to check these out too? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, think I just I'm so glad that they are releasing them in the, you know these beautiful uh, cases and and uh, and just what a you know. Yeah. Kudos to Shout Factory and Leica, however they're working their business deal out, too. It's great. Yeah. Shout Factory always does great uh, releases. They do nice work, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And I, I confirmed uh, Missing Link is uh, was a 20th Century Fox release. So okay. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. Yep, so, right so, so now Disney retroactively. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I guess, uh, I mean, where Stranger Things have happened. Uh, Wally just came out in the, the Criterion Collection, so who knows? Yeah. Um, Exactly, which which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, did you? Uh, so I know. Did you? Did you pick that up at all? Or at, I have not picked that up yet, but I want to. I'm going to. You have to. You'll yeah. either have to get it because they usually do the their fifty percent off deal during the year. I, well, times. see exactly. As you just say, I think I thought I would just wait to see if I it could get it on the fifty percent deal, yeah. but um, you know we'll see. Yeah. It might be one worth paying, paying full price for. I mean, it's spendy, but you know, okay. it's Wally and yeah. Criterion Collection. You know, yeah. Uh, I I'm looking forward to digging into the the bonus features on that too. A lot of them are the ones that were on like the original release for that. Uh, but I'm glad to have the movie in 4K because I, I never upgraded my like original uh, Blu-ray that I had of Wally to the 4K that they had put out. Um, yeah, but so now it'll be nice to watch that movie in 4K as well too. Oh yeah, and that, that kind of made us uh, a nice nice segue because uh, going from there to our trailers, uh, the first trailer is for Pixar's next uh, original animated film that's going to be coming out next year, uh, Elemental. It's uh, directed by Peter Son, uh, who he also did the Dinosaur. Um, He's also voiced many characters in the Pixar films, among them like Squishy, uh, from Monsters University, um, 
that's like the one that stands out to me the the most just from the like kind of being the the funniest yeah recently yeah exactly but uh with like so with this um what i really thought this trailer was was really cool and a really good world building with it um i'm not like very uh, visually imaginative with like the different kind of elements and stuff within like this the city in the the trailer and it has a very um, the and like like we said the animation was beautiful in it and it has this kind of almost like uh, we had just watched the intergalactic movie recently and it had almost that same kind of uh, vibe or, or feel to it uh, yeah where it's like uh, like human like these humanoid representations of, of like elements uh, in it <laughs> granted this movie will be like PG. Um, so it won't be as uh, close to like what intergalactic was recently, but, um, I liked like how like Ember looked in this with the like fire effects there as well as oh. Wade with uh, the Doesn't water. Effects great. And I already liked uh, yeah. a lot of the, the jokes they worked in here too, with like the, one of the people on the, the train sneezing and it growing the, the other guy's <laughs> hair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right so there's just some nice little uh sight gags and stuff in there and lots of great sight gags in that trailer that i hope will just carry on through the whole film you know yeah and it's it's coming out in june of next year kind of basically like the month that kind of, like pixar's kind of laid stake on over the past like several years now with like this is like this is the month in the summer where we will release our our movie uh even like when they're coming out on Disney Plus, I feel like like Luca, uh, came out like around June or so, I believe that year. Uh, Soul uh, that was later in the year. Uh, onward, Soul was, seemed more like Thanksgiving to me. Yeah, I think you know that could be wrong, but that seems what. Yeah, yeah, and Turning Red was also I think later in the year too, uh, but I. Th- I think usually with like the ones that they've like been trying to like put out, like when they do come out in theaters, um, it's usually, it feels like usually like a, a June release. It's like June. Yeah. Kind of like third week of June is the yeah sweet spot. Yeah. And this will be the first original Pixar movie in theaters since onward, technically, uh, since uh, since Turning Red was Disney Plus, Luca was Disney Plus, yeah. Soul was Disney Plus, and then the first one like to go back to the theater. I mean, Lightyear is technically an original movie. It's because it's right. because it's not. I mean, a sequel to Toy Story, but it's, it's also not right. Like, it's like in a gray area. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, uh, which. Uh, with all those movies, they added a lot of those characters to like the Pixar pal around at, uh, on the Pixar pier, uh, like with May May and uh, Luca. Oh, nice! And okay, um, with uh, Soul and Onward characters as well. I was joking to my son. I was like, on the one side of the, the Buzz gondola, it just has the Tim Allen toy version on both sides. I said I thought it'd be funny if they did like the quote-unquote live-action Chris Evans version on, on one side and had the Tim Allen version on the other side. That'd be a, yeah. a nice way to... Because they, be they only have so it. many gondolas on there, so... Right. But I 
uh, I enjoyed this trailer a lot. And what did what did you th- think about it other than stuff I've already said about oh, it? Mark, I love the trailer. You know, I was I watched it on YouTube, and then I was so happy to see it in front of Strange World. Oh yeah, and and uh, so impressed with the creativity, the humor, and I love this idea. And and so I'm really anxious to see how how this film how this film turns out. But I um, anyway, I'm super stoked. I thought it looked great. Definitely for sure. Uh, and then the next uh, trailer we have um, is for the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah. from uh, Illumination, which we got a full blown trailer, right? Rather than just kind of a teaser. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff getting revealed. Yeah, so what did I'll let you talk first on this one? What did you think of this trailer as compared to the the first one that we had for it? Well, I thought the first teaser was fun and fine. You know, where we, you know, the theater that I saw it in the, the first, I'm trying to remember, Mark, what movie it was in front of. But anyway, there were some people that were pretty stoked, like when Bowser shows up and. You know, and they realized what it was, uh, yeah. that it was for Mario. And I know there was controversy about Chris Pratt's voice and, you know, all that stuff. But uh, this this new one, I just felt like it was uh, a continuation. And I haven't seen the tra- this trailer yet in a theater to hear, you know, kind of people react around, you know, around right. me. But, it, but uh, I thought it looked good. One of the things that I like about what they're, what Illumination is doing with this. And clearly Nintendo's got to be closely involved, but I just like how they're, they're making it look like the video game. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course more 3d and more, you know, in-depth animation and whatnot, but you look at it and you instantly know what it is. You know, there's like, no, no, uh, there's no question. Personally, I'm not upset about the voices. I mean, I think I think Chris Pratt will be fine. I think Charlie Day will be great as Luigi. But again, yeah. you know, I, maybe I'm just not the one to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe I'm just I'm being too easy about it and giving him a buy. Or I'm just thinking, eh, this will be fun, you know. Uh, but I thought it looked great, and and uh, I'm 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 looking forward to this. What what did you think? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it as well too, and I I liked how they like worked literally everything I know. <laughs> in, into this movie because like yeah, yeah. like even like with the opening to it like with mario and king or not king i'm looking at the king kong poster in my my room here and donkey kong yeah, with uh, donkey kong and mario like that's yeah. even like a like a reference like all the way back to like the original donkey kong game yeah the donkey kong game because that's that's yeah. that's actually where mario debuted but he was, was, didn't have that's the name the mario OG. yet so like yeah. how there's a reference to that there they have Mario Kart in here um even and then like with Rainbow Road from Mario Kart uh, <laughs> yes and it seems like they even have like references to like Luigi's Mansion the uh, basically like the GameCube game where like Luigi was essentially a ghostbuster with a vacuum I'm um, I'm sure there'll be like references to like the Super Mario Sunshine game and like little nods and stuff to like the different Mario games from the past like 30 40 years like they had you, yeah. you had raccoon mario in there you had uh fire uh princess peach in there uh i 
I I liked Chris Pratt's voice as Mario. He's he is doing a slight um he's doing like the Brooklyn accent to Mario which, Yes. Yeah. Which is gonna definitely be less problematic than trying to do like um, go this full on yeah. Italian American, yeah, it's very stereotypical and all you know, all that. And yeah. and I just I just like Charlie Day's voice. I don't I don't I don't really he doesn't really need to change it. I liked when he was art in uh, Monsters University. Uh, I like Anya Taylor Joy oh, as Princess Peach in there too. And like if people were getting mad about like um, how certain characters sound compared to like how they do in the game, like her Princess Peach's voice in the games is usually like super high pitched. So if if they want to get upset about um, like how Chris Pratt's voice sounds as Mario, they kind of have to be equally upset with Anya Tyler Joy is just basically doing Anya Tyler Joy yeah. voice as Princess Peach. I like uh, Keegan Michael Key as uh, Toad in there too, and Jack Black as Bowser. I do too. Jack Black and you know Seth Rogen as Donkey oh, Kong. Yeah. yeah, although he hasn't talked yet in there yet, but I'm assuming we'll probably hear uh, Donkey Kong laugh at one point. Yeah. And exactly. We'll just, you know, be Seth Rogen laughing, but um, I'm I'm not mad about it. I I think that it looks really beautiful, uh, really well done too. It's probably going to be yeah. like one of the most faithful uh, video game to movie adaptations that have been released uh, outside of like the Ratchet and Clank movie that came out years ago. That w- that was, was really faithful, wasn't it? I yeah, think you I mean, remember. I, yeah. yeah, like, that was essentially, like, a full-length movie cut scene uh, from... Of this game. Of the game, because it was, like, the same animation, it was the same uh, voice actors, like, James Earl Taylor, and... I can't... Oh, man, I can't think of the, the name of Ratchet. Um, but, like, James Earl Taylor does Clank, and he was also Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars. But, oh, man. I'm gonna have to look it up, otherwise it's gonna bug me, um... Who did Ratchet and Ratchet and Clank movie? And I'm no help. Sorry, <laughs> I can look it up if you need me to. Yeah, yeah that came out in 2016. It was uh, okay. That sounds right. Yeah. Right. So James Arnold Taylor was Ratchet, and then David K is Clank. Uh, so oh, okay. Uh, yeah, David K. Uh, he was uh, Urashim too in the Eternals movie that came out for MC the MCU recently. Uh, oh, nice. The huge slush seal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that movie too. I remember bringing my son to see that back. What was it like? That was six, eight years ago now. So, yeah, that was a that was a a great movie as well. And I think, um, like you said, I like how like some of the shots are done to like be so, almost like side scrolling, and you can see like how stuff is built into there to be like the levels would have been like in, in the games as well. Uh, and this will definitely help with uh, at least Universal Studios Hollywood next year when uh, Super Mario World opens there. I'm sure there'll be plenty of tie-in, oh tie-in merchandise. And yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if maybe if they did like the, or tried to do like the world premiere there somehow. Cause I mean, it's at the, like the studio Illumination has a huge presence on that lot anyways already. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just did like 
the premier like at like the huge like green <laughs> like pipe portal two. Yeah, it's going to be a huge opportunity for for corporate synergy, you know, cross promotion, and I hope Universal is going to take advantage of it. My hope too is that it's just a monster hit. I mean, I I just feel like we need we need more we need hits. Yeah. You know, we need to get people people in the theaters and I and and uh, just given just kind of you know the reaction I had from from people sitting around me with the teaser trailer, I, uh, this this could be a I think a huge hit. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. Um, and then the last trailer we have is for the next uh, like straight to um, kind of DVD Blu-ray uh, home release that uh, DC Animation has done like over the years. Uh, it's like within their their new continuity storyline they've been putting out uh, recently, uh, with the Legion of Superheroes uh, film that they're gonna have coming out. Uh, and this is coming out. Uh, I don't recall the. Oh, it's. It didn't list a date. Yeah. Did it in the trailer? I thought it just said coming soon. Yeah. So, so I'm not. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm not, not sure. super sure, but like Legion of Superheroes, I, I've liked this story. They did, they touched on it a bit, like on the Supergirl uh, CW series, where like the Legion came to uh, the present. Uh, so they're usually either like team up with her or Superman, depending on the age of the the character um, and like whatever story it is that they're telling. Like they did a Legion. Uh, like whole animated series like years ago that had like a teenage version of Clark get sent to the future and he teamed up with the, the Legion of Superheroes in that, remember? Uh, but I like this new continuity of stuff they've been doing. They've kind of done this cool thing with the spines too where uh, like on one of them they, oh, yeah. they messed up and they'd put like the same art on the spine so that it was like the same thing so it kind of messed it's it like up creating this big kind of picture right yeah and, so it uh, eventually seems like it'll say dc comics but like the past two releases of them that they've done have had the same art on the spine so I, uh, okay they kind of i kind of duffed that up a little bit um but i i'm looking forward to this i i've liked all like these films that they did uh, i used to say for a while, like a while uh that at least for like the animated films like this is like Marvel knows how to do their live action uh, Marvel superhero movies really well. And then DC knows how to do their animated superhero movies really well. Cause I think Marvel just straight up stopped releasing like animated yeah. films. Cause they had done a few, like there was like the Thor tales of Asgard one. Um, yeah. I saw, I remember seeing a cool Dr. Strange one. Oh yeah. Uh, like yeah, there's that one, and there's Invincible Iron Man. They did there's Hulk versus, it was, they 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 did a whole bunch like, like during like phase one, of like when the MCU first kind of started, and then they kind of yeah. stopped doing. And there's there's a bunch of like these like weird, mixture of like, anime style with CG animation ones that they did for a while too. Or it was like, Iron Man and Hulk team up kind of thing, or like. Captain America Hulk team up like one of the best ones they did was the uh, like the Ultimate Avengers one that was based off the Ultimates comic um, they did two of those and then they did like a next Avengers uh, 
one that was like all like like the kid kids of like the the former avengers and in that one like tony's like an old man um and is essentially like the nick fury to like all these these kid versions of the the superheroes in that but yeah i don't know when this is coming out i'll check it out i'll probably get sent a review copy for us to talk about on here too uh so hopefully when that happens we'll talk more about it and i like the character of supergirl i like mon l that's in this too uh and there, it looks like a lot of the legion uh, superhero characters that have been in other variations of that team will show up in this too so looking forward to that Mark, one quick question for you yeah. about this. Do you feel, or what do you think about with James Gunn taking over, you know, the kind of like the DC comics content, film content for, for Warner Brothers, if if the animation pipeline or slate is going to get affected by this? What are, you know, what are your thoughts or wishes or, you know? Or, I don't or, see him yeah. doing anything to that um, other than maybe just, enjoying it even more because i mean he was in the harley quinn animated series recently an animated version of himself so yeah i i can only see him being uh propping it up and giving even more because uh he's definitely a fan of 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 animation from writing the scooby-doo live action movies back in the day and and everything else that he's done with them so i'm looking forward to that and side note the animation in the guardians holiday special with the rotoscoping there uh, yeah, but we'll be back in a moment with our recommendations. Uh, so we'll see you in a second. Yes, and so on to our recommendations for the week. And speaking of, uh, like I said, I didn't put it in for my recommendations, but I'll recommend it here too, just as like a uh, an aside. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, because yes, yeah, uh, it did have. I, so I liked. Fun. I liked the. Uh, homage to like the uh, like the old uh, Christmas specials of like not um, you you had talked about one of their films recently with wizards the yeah well, uh, well Ralph Bakshi yeah. but also but I think it was a Rankin Bass yeah is that uh, yeah, yeah I think it was like a mixture of like the um, of both those styles of kind of like yep. rotoscoping late 70s early 80s animation um same vein as like the star wars holiday special where boba fett debuted in animation there too um so i liked how james gunn used that in the holiday special for like the the flashbacks um but yes check that out on disney plus it was it was very funny i've watched it twice yeah Um, it's terrific and speaking of stuff released by Disney, uh, they recently just put out a Oswald the Lucky Rabbit uh, short uh, that just came out was like in this past week. It was within over the last yeah week. Yeah, it seems like we were texting about this when you were in California. You know, yeah, we were... <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. have even been like while I was at Disney. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I think you were at Disney. Yeah, I I like how it's essentially oswald watching an oswald short that he's not in and then he enters the like the screen kind of um and remember like there's some other animated things i've seen in the past where like that like an animated character like enters like the like the movie that's 
or was it uh it's was it get a horse it was like get a horse yeah yeah it's, it seemed kind of Mickey. reminiscent of get a horse with the yeah. uh, that, that really wonderful mickey mouse short uh yeah, but but you, know, but you know, but not necessarily derivative of it. Just kind right. of you know, same kind of idea. Yeah, but I, I like how it's almost like made in as if like it was made when Oswald. Yeah, that's what I loved about it too. It was originally created, uh, but it was yeah. cool to to see a new Oswald short and um, like one of my friends, uh, his uh, significant other is a huge fan of Oswald. Um, and like when we had gone to Disney, they had asked us to grab like some kind of Oswald merch for them. I remember, I don't I think it was like the first or second time we brought our son to, to Disneyland. Um, they, they still had an Oswald, uh, a character walking around, uh, DCA at that point. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen Oswald at the parks in like years no, but that was like the only time we ever saw him. I remember uh, Patrick actually even got like they had Oswald ears that you could get, like the Mickey yeah. ears. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they still sell those, but those were those were cool. Yeah. I did see if some, some people wearing them, so I don't know if they just already owned them or, um, or if they were bought them there. Yeah, I just uh, I just remember if you do buy those, uh, to remember how tall they are when you like walk under or around stuff or under things because like they would add like almost like another foot to your oh, yeah your height so i can only imagine <laughs> imagine him wearing that now because then he'd be like seven feet tall with the oswald ears on. <laughs> that's right with these <laughs> yeah exactly but, but yeah uh, and then what, what were you uh, going to be recommending this week so mark for my movies past and present podcast i am working on a DreamWorks animation kind of retrospective, uh, mostly in preparation for the upcoming release of uh, the new Puss in Boots sequel. And I saw 30 minutes of, uh, it's called Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. They showed the first 30 minutes of it at that uh, animation is film, uh, film festival that I went to, you know, a few weeks ago. And I was really wowed by it. They are DreamWorks is doing some really interesting techniques with their computer animation, and you get you got kind of a taste of it with their uh, recent release, the Bad Guys, or I guess their most recent release yeah. that they that they did. And if you've seen a trailer for the for for Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, you you know you get an idea of what this is going to look like. So. Uh, I I I hadn't seen the original you know the original Puss in Boots in, since 2011, so I recently rewatched it and it was a blast. I don't love all DreamWorks features, um, but this is definitely one that I like and, and 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 would recommend. And I just had a blast, and now I'm all I'm extra stoked for the new Puss in Boots movie, which is which comes out at Christmas. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. I liked that the first one a lot as well uh, with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Um, oh, yeah. as, a, as a producer on that as a producer yeah i remember there was actually an animation trivia that i had at uh my uh my like day-to-day desk job recently um where one of the questions was it was it was related to humpty dumpty in puss in boots about like uh-huh. about like who voiced humpty dumpty or like what was the name of or who 
was the character that Zach Galifianakis? It was like along the lines of who was the character or who voiced the character, but like, okay, nobody else even remembered that Humpty Dumpty was in the movie. I was like, it was Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> or I was like, That's right. but I, I remember I got like, like a I got a clean sweep on on that animation trivia. Or I was gonna say you probably owned it, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the, you kind of have like an unfair advantage after like doing this this podcast for so long and whatnot yeah well and you just know your stuff so it's all good yeah uh, yeah the the stuff that my my brain retains is compared to stuff that it doesn't retain which i don't know um it's one of those weird things uh but yeah i i can't wait for uh the last wish uh i've seen that that's getting pretty good reviews as well too as far as yeah, I see on... I've had some friends who have seen it. You know, they did that. Yeah, the the Catter Day. The, yeah, uh, previews, and then also they've screened it for critics already. Oh, nice. So uh, at least local, at least you know, critics here in Salt Lake City. Um, one of one of my uh, good friends who's a film critic got to see it and raved, just absolutely raved, you know, raved about it. So well, that's good to hear that it's. Uh, there's there's too many things coming out like, between like. Uh, Speaking of Guillermo del Toro, his Pinocchio film. That I know. Um, I don't know if it's still playing in theaters. Yeah, it, I might have missed it, but I can't. Was, wait. I, you know, I'm so excited to see this movie. I saw that it was playing here, but like in the past, like two to three weeks, I've been so busy, I didn't have like time to. Well, exactly. Post. I just I, I have not had time, and so uh, and then and the, and also the times weren't particularly user friendly. You know, they were kind of like 10 a.m. or something where I. Yeah. In the middle of the work day and stuff, where I just like, although I guess I can see but, the logic there because they're trying to aim it to being good to for families to go see it. It is a family maybe. film, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I don't fault them for not having a 9 p.m. screening, but still, it's a bummer. Right. <laughs> you know, it takes well, me out. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of that, um, as um, before we segue into Strange World, that's when I saw that was that I went to like a. 9 15 showing at night i was like i want to go to a screening that doesn't have like a bunch of kids in it and whatnot so yeah uh-huh. but so what you'll hear now is the trailer for disney's strange world and then when we come back we will be discussing strange world Prepare yourself for a journey beyond what is possible. Walt Disney Animation Studios proudly presents Strange World, a new motion picture event. Brace yourself! Travel past space and time to a place of infinite mystery, unlike anything you've ever seen. All right, and that was the trailer for Disney Animation's Strange World. Uh, so this movie just came out uh, recently, like I had said uh, back at the beginning of the, the podcast. On November 15th, uh, my son's birth, uh, at the El Capitan Theater, and then widely November 23rd in the United States, now, so far, it's only done about $43 million at the box office, which only at $43 million seems like a, a weird sentence to say. Um, but the the budget, it seems like, was like around $135 to $180 million. 
So right now, like we we've talked about, even though the film's received uh, pretty generally positive reviews um, from critics, um, but has been at like a box office flop so far, unfortunately, uh, which, which is a real bummer because it seems like movies that that always should do well um like and like ones that don't necessarily do do well end up being like the like the result of like like the box office like uh, bombs like this with uh like john carter uh that was like another one where that was a, a really uh well done movie that andrew staten did uh back many years ago now um and then that one just didn't do well at the box office for it. Uh, and the other thing I've seen with this one, too, is that a lot of people are review bombing this again, too, on different places. And it's for the same reasons that people got uh, butthurt and upset about, uh, like, the movie Lightyear or, like, Thor Love and Thunder and stuff like that. Where because it has, the like, a first openly... Uh, LGBTQ lead character in it, like people are like just review, like bomb blasting it and for stuff like that. Like it's it's really sad if you go on um, like like just like on an Amazon now and just like look at um, like the reviews for like Thor: Love and Thunder or, or Lightyear. None of them are going to be based on like the actual merits of the movie. It's people just being upset that the movie is inclusive and has characters of all kinds and sorts in it. And I like how they, they did this character in the movie too. They don't, it's not like, it's just matter of fact, like how it should be like same thing as any other character. in it. it's just another character in the movie. They just happen to be LGBTQ. Just like how someone happens to be hetero in a movie. It's, the just how it is um so and i i really enjoyed this movie i liked how it took inspiration from uh like even how like the spoiler how like the end of the movie with like it's like a pulp magazine like it shows it like as like a almost like a pulp magazine comic book kind of thing like that uh kind of talked about it where it's almost like like it's like 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 we like i said too like very jules verney-ish um where i guess we can talk about like the biggest kind of like twist in the movie uh from near the end with it like that like the whole spoiler alert yeah like the whole world is on like the like the turtle's back the back of a giant turtle yeah which does that mean make this connected to aladdin and the prince of thieves because because that turtle that turtle was in Aladdin and the Prince of Thieves. <laughs> you think that somebody's gonna you know, come up with some kind of theory about it, Mark? You, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that's how like Anna and um, Elsa had uh, Rapunzel and, and Flynn Rider at the. That's right, at their wedding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at the coronation. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I, I do like how it incorporates like uh, the, like two D animation into the movie too, as well. Um, I, I really liked the characters in, in this as well. Uh, I thought it was kind of f- funny to see. Uh, I don't know if, how many people remember, but uh, like Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid actually had played father and son before 
in the the um, Day After Tomorrow movie from years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I I like Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, usually uh, in a lot of the movies that I've enjoyed over the years, um, whether it's like Far From Home or Donnie Darko or um, Nightcrawler, Love and Other Drugs, many, many movies that he's done. Um, but And I also liked, we've talked about this too, with like the animation style for this movie where it's, it's like reminiscent of kind of like a Tintin-esque. Yeah, yeah. Ardman ask um it's 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 different stylistically uh than what like what you would say like is like the Disney style for character design in in past films. Um yeah. Now and then what did you did you like most about this film after after seeing it? Like what were like some of the, the, the animation Hands down for me, the animation. I thought the animation was stunning. The, uh, you know, this quote-unquote strange world that they created was so interesting and so beautifully done. Uh, I just couldn't get enough of it, you know. Uh, clearly, it seemed early on like, that, you know, like they were in some sort of living organism. The way stuff was flung is like, like, those must be, you know, blood cells or, you know, or right. whatever. So... The big reveal wasn't so much of a shocker for me, but but uh, still, that that doesn't mean that the animation wasn't just an absolute knockout. I, uh, as you were talking, you know, as you mentioned, that uh, kind of pulp or you know, kind of comic booky feel that, particularly with that opening sequence, and then of course, how, you know, how it ends. I loved. I mean, just just the, I just couldn't get enough of the art. Yeah. You know, I wanted to rewind rewind that opening scene. Uh, plus, it's just so kind of campy. You know, they've got the that theme song or the clades or whatever, you know, whatever oh, yeah. which was which was fun and and uh, so yeah. I for me, the, the the total strength of the film was was the gorgeous, uh, you know, and really trademark Disney animation. They that did not disappoint at all. Yeah. I really liked the kind of uh, steampunk-esque vibe to it as well, too, with, um, like, the technology that was in the the film. Between, yeah, like, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, like the pando plant that, like, they find there, um, which, you know, ends up being, like, part of, like, the like the living organism, uh, like, within that. So, and, like, how he basically... Um, develops like all of this technology just off of finding that one plant like how it completely like changed like their civilization more or less just from them yeah. finding that um and then i like uh i liked in here uh, we got the the alan tudyk um kind of cameo again too um as, I as alan tudyk is so yep so great uh, who plays like the and pilot. he's the narrator yeah um, which, of that opening sequence, we were just you know commenting on. Oh yeah, I like I like how he's a his character is essentially like a reference to his Firefly character, uh, <laughs> uh, Hoban Washburn. Yeah, which good point. That's what I like affectionately nicknamed my my car because um, I have a, a Nissan Leaf, um, 
and like his whole thing was like i'm a leaf on the wind so that's so i i, I named my car uh hoban nice uh, mark uh but yeah like you said yeah he's also the narrator at the beginning of the film and an announcer on the radio um, and then Lucy Liu is Callisto uh, Mal, who's the president of Avalonia and the leader of the exploration. Uh, Gabriel Union, uh, like I brought up earlier, uh, is Meridian Clade, uh, who is Searcher's wife, um, and uh, Ethan's mother, or, yeah. Um, Jabuke, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Young White, is Ethan, their son. Uh, Dennis Quaid is uh jaeger clade uh searcher's dad um and ethan's grandfather and what's what's cool about uh ethan in this too so it's like like searcher doesn't want to be like his dad jaeger so like he wants to be like the go and like be like essentially like the farmer and whatnot um and then ethan doesn't want to be like his his father he wants to explore more but not almost not like in the same way as as Jaeger, so he's he's almost like a conglomeration of both his father and yeah. his grandfather and his mm-hmm. mother. Yeah. Um. So it was cool, um, to see like that all played out in, in the film too. I liked the uh, splat in here too, kind of like you know in the the, the tradition of uh, funny kind of Disney sidekick characters. Um. It was it was interesting to see this weird kind of um, almost uh, sentient version of like one of like those slap sticky hand things that you'd get out of like a vending machine from like the, the yeah, 90s. That, that, that kind of falls down the wall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, but I thought that was funny in it as well. I liked also in the, like how the end credits were done uh, with like in that same kind of visual style of like the pulpy comics. Um, yeah. Uh, and Legend is uh, like a essentially a tripod dog since he's got just got the three legs. So like how like everyone's kind of got like these different like uh, kind of like quirks about them like within the film. So everybody's unique um, and kind of like different. Um, and I like also how uh, if you look at the the credits in the movie, all of like the the creatures uh, are listed as being played playing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's great. Now, like like we said, the like the whole story to this is is like very uh, kind of like journey to center of the earth. Uh f- like forbidden journey. Uh like yeah, like very Yeah, it seems very reminiscent of those stories and and you know, versions of those films. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and I like we said, I liked like the like different like visual style in here. I liked, uh, I liked the story of it as well too. I liked just like the, like the kind of use of playing with like the father son dynamic as well as like the father son grandfather dynamic too. And then um, because spoiler alert, um, Alan Tudyk's character suffers the same fate as. Well, Alan Tudyk does in the <laughs> Serenity movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then, then Searcher's wife becomes the pilot of the the ship in this as well. Uh, and I like how the, they do kind of play with like like a gray area of certain things at times too. With like, even though like they discover that it like it is a, like a living creature, uh, like with 
um, like Lucy Liu's character as the president um, still wants to get the pando because like they're like it's either we either need to worry about this one living creature or worry about like this entire civilization um, that is dependent like on this plant technology at this point in time so it gets in kind of like to like this like this interesting kind of moral dilemma that they get into in, in the film which I thought was a like a good kind of like a good moral discussion to have with like in the the movie at that point in time too to, on like on like a good topic to uh, to speak on in that like what what did you think of like the kind of like the story and like theme overall to the movie so i really like you had said i really enjoyed for me the most interesting part of the story was the relationship between the three male leads you know yeah jaeger clayed his son searcher and then you know his son ethan as you said you grandfather father and you know grandson that was so interesting i liked i liked how they did that and i felt i guess for me too it just felt relatable because you know, I have a dad, I have a grandpa, and and yeah. uh, and maybe we didn't necessarily have the same issues that were going on in the film, but still, there's you know that's that's a real dynamic, and and I thought that that was handled really well. Uh, I was less interested. I felt like overall it was like an environmental fable, yeah. and I don't mean that as a criticism. I just. I just felt like you know this this was a story about caring for the environment that you live in and that is important, but but um, I don't know that part seemed less interesting to me than the, you know than the relationship stuff. So I know that they were they were they were tackling a lot in the film. I felt that the environmental stuff fell a little flat and felt a little heavy handed to me, but uh, you know still. If I was getting, you know, not happy, if I wasn't feeling very happy about being heavy handed, then I just could just enjoy the gorgeous, you know, imagery that was in front of me because, you know, it just the film looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not really like a villain to no. this movie. Um, it's like I'll... almost like they're the villain because uh, they're using yeah. the pando, which is killing, you know, killing off their their ecosystem. Which is like a whole new twist on the third act villain twist that's been in like some recent Disney animation movies. Yeah, recent Disney film. Where it's yeah, like fact, a, a thought, twist on that twist. Yeah, exactly. I thought when Callisto Moth tells them all, the, you know, locks them all in that closet for a minute. Oh, I yeah. thought, oh my goodness, here we go. This, they're doing the third act, you know, or kind of the second to third act, you know, villain reveal. But but uh, they didn't. Uh, just as short lived. And, and provided some some humor. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought, maybe like with uh, Lucy Liu as the president, like with that at one point, like how they were talking about like the whole greater good thing. But then that like really is just like a whole again like a moral viewpoint, like point of view kind of thing. It's not like a um, not like that character is a villain, or it's more like they're in charge of taking care of like a whole civilization of people. So they have to worry about yeah that. So like you, you could see like that point of reference for that character. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 
I look forward to to watching this again uh, when I kind of like when they do the home release, or maybe if we maybe if they do do a surprise like uh, Christmas Day Disney Plus release for it, which yeah, who knows they might with um, everything. Uh, I well, don't exactly. And okay. I'll go ahead, please. I was gonna, I was just gonna say I don't know like if if Darren wanted. Uh, me to share like the shots he did in the movie but one of the ones that he did uh that i thought was very funny was um the with the character caspian um which i want to say is the the actor um he's been in the deadpool movies uh, and then he's also in the miracle workers uh tbs show Karan Sony is his name, but I'm trying to remember. I'm looking up his IMDb. What else he's been? Yeah, he was in Deadpool. He was in Safety Not Guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kar- yeah. Kar- you said Karan Sony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's Caspian in this, um, and I, I liked his thing where he's like, "Mr. Clade, my name is Caspian, and I'm a huge fan of your dad. Do you think you could yeah. for- forge his autograph?" <laughs> Um, that's, a, that's a very funny scene yeah. well delivered by the actors and, and then of course you know beautifully animated by Darren and company it's so yeah. great yeah, yeah. so I, yeah, I won't share all the scenes that he, he told me that he, he did but that was one that I, I thought was, was very funny and was made funnier just because of like the like the expressions on the character's face paired, yeah. paired with the delivery of it I, I like that I like him as an actor a lot too if you haven't watched Miracle Workers I would recommend watching that it's a anthology series on tbs like the, the first season uh was um like about was steve buscemi plays god in the first season and it's like uh god's basically gonna destroy the earth in that but then like the the second season is the middle ages all of the same cast but it's like completely new characters and different like different story different setting for that and then the third season again all the same actors um but it's set in the the oregon trail um all different characters again and then third the fourth season i think is gonna it's like like post-apocalyptic like mad max kind of world um and then again it's all of the the same actors in it just playing different roles uh daniel radcliffe's in the show too uh, and then, I don't know if you watch She-Hulk, but, like, the guy who played Todd, um, in She-Hulk is also one of the, the, the actors on the oh, show. Oh, nice. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend that show, too, just because, um, Sylvie also recommends it, uh, because <laughs> likes it, too. They all do great jobs in that show. It's really funny. Mark, a couple of things about Strange World Box Office, if I may. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to get your opinion on the film's marketing. Like, I I mean, I pay close attention just because, you know, I love animation and this, you know, hello, and we're doing this podcast, right? And, and just try to stay informed. Yeah. And I felt like the anime, or excuse me, that the marketing for Strange World was just not as per- pervasive as, as some others. And also, not quite as clear. I mean, some of the posters and stuff, 
I mean, because I was familiar with like, oh yeah, there's the three generations. You know, there's there's you know the the, the, the three men. There's Splat. There's the dog or whatever. But but uh, it just seemed all really kind of unclear. You got the sense that it was an adventure movie because they were using kind of an Indiana Jones style font. Yeah. But but uh, I didn't think that the you know that it was pervasive. I was happy to see that you posted that at least there's something at Disneyland, a photo op at Disneyland. Yeah. But you know, I haven't seen any merch, and and I just don't I you know I just don't know how much you know. The, the, so there's the marketing. What what was your take on the on the marketing? Um. I don't, like yeah see like i don't because with like you said i don't like know if like you and i are even like the two best people to ask for that since i know exactly we're i don't think we are we, but <laughs> like speci- we specifically like look for and f- try to find stuff like that so um yeah. like i i remember i liked the first teaser trailer for it a lot because I, I loved the first I, teaser trailer because they were kind of going for like a 50s sci-fi yeah, because th- I think thing. that sold it really well. Where it was like, this is the vibe this movie is going for, and like, what it's supposed to be like, visual, visually and tonally similar to. Yeah. Um, the, I don't remember the second trailer. I know, like, I know the second trailer was like more like of you know like it was more just pretty traditional, you know, yeah, traditional trailer stuff from the film. I liked the the first teaser poster too because that was again kind of similar I did to too. the I loved the, kind of, the teaser poster because it's it which seemed, I loved it infinitely better than the than the ones that you know came out at, at the time of release yeah because it seemed like the like the teaser trailer and the teaser poster were, were more in the vibe of what the movie was actually about and yeah. then the later trailer and later posters were more um, neutral kind of broad spectrum um waste to it but uh i guess if anything they they fired the dude that was in charge of uh marketing we can blame bob chapik i was gonna say yeah that was like they got they got rid of the guy that was in charge of uh making sure this movie did did really well at the the box office right and rehired the the bob that was there before him Um, yeah exactly so um, cut, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I, because, yeah, like, like I said, I don't know if like we're the best people to to ask. About. Like, I don't maybe, think, I don't think we are, but I think we can identify, like, you know, what we like and what we don't like, you know, yeah. and um, and I liked their initial stuff as we talked about, but the the, the later stuff, yeah, didn't resonate and, at all with me. I mean, of course, I'm still gonna go. It's the latest Disney, you know, Animation Studios feature, but but yeah. Uh, and like I don't really know how much to put, how much weight to put in. Like when I hear other people say, like, "Oh, I didn't even know that was out until I saw it was, like, out," because like those same people, you'll also hear be like, "Oh, I didn't know, I don't know, Endgame was out." Yeah. But like, all right, <laughs> that's like one, like one of the biggest movies that is movies of all time. Like, yeah. and it could be like a month after it came out, and the per- yeah, it just means that the person what? wasn't already interested in seeing whatever yeah, that was sure supposed to begin paying with. paying attention. Um, One other thing, too, Mark, just briefly, talking with some of my you know family and friends about it, they just were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that on Disney+. Plus." I mean, you know, that was just like their first response. They're just like, oh, yeah, there's a Disney movie. I'm, I'm excited to watch that on Disney+. Plus." I'm like, well, 
you can go see it in the theater right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's really cool to see it on the big screen. Like, oh, I'm going to watch it on Disney+. Plus. So I wonder if Disney kind of, I don't know, I don't know, sh- sh- like shooting themselves in the foot is the right metaphor, but it's just like people are accustomed now to this that being a thing. And I know, you know, with inflation and stuff, maybe people just aren't, they're just not wanting to spend the money. Which will also allows me one final point, and you're nice to listen to to me uh, blather on. But you know, no film other than really Wakanda Forever did well in November. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, the new Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablements, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, it didn't do well. Also, and, and uh, also with also with another Butters, yeah, uh, connection. And you know that a film uh, devotion. Uh, oh yeah, that uh, but, yeah, war see, movie. There's like eight movies that came out on Thanksgiving though too, because like it was like Strange World, The Fablemans, Devotion. There is, there is like, or like the, like the, the menu. Lim- yeah, the menu, the limited release of uh, the of Pinocchio. Um, limited release of Glass Onion. Yeah, Glass Onion was out that weekend off oh, the the catter day of puss in boots so it's like yeah all of these all of this stuff eating like it the audience of yeah itself like and because glass onion did really well that weekend too glass onion did great i think that's the one thing that really did well and then you know netflix has now pulled it right it's only yeah. it was only what, like in theaters for a week or two yeah, weeks yeah so i don't know Anyway, I th- it just I think, was, it I think, weird. There's stuff. Yeah, it's kind of know, like a perfect storm of too many things coming out Thanksgiving weekend, and kind of all eating the audience of itself. But th- that that week, I made it a point to see the the two uh, Butters family uh, releases with nice with the, the Fablemans. I did too. I did too. So, yeah. So. I... I said I loved I loved the Fablemans. I yeah. just thought that was just fantastic. I did as well. So Darren and Julia, if you are listening to this, we at least went and supported both of your movies. That's right. Shout out to both of your wonderful work. Yeah. But yeah, I I would highly recommend Strange World to anybody that hasn't seen it yet, which unfortunately seems like, like too, too many people. But yeah. uh it is still in theaters right now. Um, maybe it will be on Disney Plus for Christmas. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for our review for it this week. Um, so, um, to close out, uh, don't forget you can follow us uh, both individually on Twitter. Uh, we'll have all the information for that in the show notes. Um, you can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Information for that is also in the show notes. Um, you can email us at animation fascination at podcast. No, I'm sorry. Animation pod, it out. Animation fascination podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can visit the website at animationfascination.net. Uh, there's also links there for merch. So shirts, stickers, magnets, whatever. Um, Trent Vactor edits our episodes. Uh, you can also find some of our review uh, video episodes on our YouTube channel as well too. Uh, from like Wendell Mild as well as the Tales of the Jedi on there. Um, probably have some other stuff up with like in the next month or so too as well on there for more videos. But 
with that, uh, I'm Mark Vivert. So for myself, Stanford Clark, I uh, thank you for listening and make sure to tune in again next time.